0: You know what I love? Calzones. A good calzone. And one of my favorite things to do after the podcast is head over to Sauce on the Side in the Grove. You know the place. It's the place with the big calzone sign outside. Sauce on the Side offers a variety of calzones and salads. My personal favorite is the Roasty Toasty. It's pesto chicken, pine nuts, red onion, arugula with mozzarella, ricotta, and made from scratch pesto sauce. Mmm, just delicious be sure to check out other great calzones too, like the Meet Me in St. Louis, the Duke, Fatty B, and don't forget about the Sauce on the Side Special Calzone of the Month. They also offer incredible salads like the Italian, Smokehouse, Beats Me, Caesar, Zen Garden, and my personal favorite, the Strawberry Fields. And if you're in a dessert mood, try one of the Sauce on the Side Delicious Dessert Calzones, which include the Apple Pie, Nutella Banana, mm, and special dessert of the month sauce on the side has six locations in the greater st louis area six including downtown the grove clayton twin oaks chesterfield Wentzville, and soon to be st charles sauce on the side offers safe and socially distanced dining, in as well as contactless curbside pickup and delivery for more information or to order online visit their website at sauceontheside.com sauce on the side appreciates your business and thanks you for your continued support during these trying times that's sauce on the side today on the show the heavyweight muscle karam joins us to talk his explosive and controversial young career how theater and powerlifting helped hone his skills in the ring and perhaps even his involvement with WrestleMax STL. It's all today on the Grandel Wrestling Podcast. Wrestling fans, and welcome back to another edition of the Granddale Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ben Simon, and we are fresh off uh, the first edition of WrestleMax STL. And if you were there at Red Flag in Midtown, you saw our guest unexpectedly that we have today. He is the muscle of hustle and muscle. I'm talking to Karam. Karim, welcome to the show today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you, you know, bringing me in and allowing me to talk and uh, show myself.
0: Well, I think that it's important that we do. And also, you're one of the names that the, uh, the fans in the area perhaps don't yet know a whole lot about. So we're going to settle that here today. You're from Detroit, born and raised in the area. Uh, uh, Detroit, of course, a hotbed of wrestling and a great territory back in the day. Tell us about, uh, first of all, your background in theater, uh, stage theater, that is, and uh, coming up in Detroit.
1: Yeah, um, so uh, growing up, uh, I, really young, I got into theater, I want to say maybe about like 13 or 14. I did that for about eight years, and in between that, I started getting into powerlifting. And both those worlds together kind of like showcase kind of like what wrestling is. Um, I was always like a casual fan of wrestling. I was into WWE a little bit growing up, but it was more so like after the fact where like I heard about the Attitude Era and stuff, and I'm born 96, so I didn't see too much of it. So uh, I got the network, and uh, I watched that, and then finally realizing, like, as I was older, like, what this was and what to do. And, and it's basically the ultimate form of what I was doing. So I went right in, uh, found a school, and uh, tried to make a name for myself.
0: Did you have any history in contact sports uh, growing up, or was it just uh, more powerlifting?
1: Uh, dude, I didn't do any sports. <laughs> no, I didn't do any of that. I, uh, I did theater, and I worked out, and... Uh, I, I was always like a person, like if I was passionate about something, that's all I focused on. I wasn't a guy that did a bunch in high school, but what I, what I did, I gave 120% into it. And that's why I was good at
0: it. You know, I saw a photo on your Instagram today from a, a, maybe a few years back. It was a, a before and after photo. And the first one looked like it was you on a stage years yeah. ago. And then there's yeah. like a more recent one from the gym. And that is one hell of a transformation. I got to (laughs) say, very impressive, sir. I I commend you. you. Um, And I, I guess that speaks to your background in powerlifting. There's a lot of wrestlers nowadays that don't necessarily look like, you know, your typical wrestler. You have a lot of high flyers, some people who are more agile and acrobatic, but don't look like they could, you know, pummel your head into the ground. What's your philosophy as it pertains to looking like a dominating heavyweight in the game of wrestling?
1: Look, you know, I understand things, you know, that over time things change, but I'm all about being larger than life. And I, I always say this, you know, you might hear it in promos from time to time. I'm the epitome of a professional wrestler. Which means, it's like, when you look at me, you're like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's a professional wrestler," and I hold myself to a standard in that sense. So I think looking the part is just as important as doing a moonsault or doing any of that. It all comes together in that sense. If you don't look the part, and you, I carry yourself like a star, be a star, and that's that's. And if you ask even the Michigan crew, my my friends like Hakeem, uh, Rohit. Uh, Jake something and all of those guys and Xavier Walker we were all about that, looking the part, looking like a professional wrestler. Important man, you know.
0: You just mentioned a pretty important posse. Uh, part of it an official posse and part of it unofficial <laughs> and maybe people don't know the, the crew from that area. Whenever, talk about Rohit Raju as we know him now and, uh, and how important he was to your upbringing in wrestling.
1: You know, it's funny because, um, the way it, it totally happened on accident, there was one time I was actually injured. So I was just like managing, like, you know, here and there just to kind of stay relevant and be around the business in a sense. So, um, there, were, there was some charity show in Flint, Michigan that our friend, um, uh, Oh, uh, Loren Jones. Um, he's also uh, one of the guys from Michigan, uh, someone to keep an eye on. Uh, he, his brother was a principal at an elementary school and they were doing this charity show for the kids for their pep assembly and stuff. And uh, Rohit was there and I was there and our friend, uh, Loren, uh, he was like, hey, uh, I'm gonna put you guys together. And we we're just like, oh, okay. And then we came out to uh, Rohit's entrance music and it was just like money. Imagine. It was just like totally like whoa. Dude, where was where was this? Like we just clicked really well. Uh, we didn't know each other too much yet, and then from then on, we got to know each other. Became like brothers, man. It, it's cool how it happened all organically like that.
0: So I want to put a date on this here in just a moment, but I, I, you know, Glory Pro fans and now perhaps WrestleMax fans in St. Louis uh, saw you guys come in basically together uh, at the shows. Um, as a as a team as well so people in st louis very familiar with this duo but you haven't been in the game that long only two years like 2019 is that right
1: yeah i officially debuted uh march of 2019 and then um six months after that i debuted for evolve and then uh got on aaw shortly after that and and then Glory Pro right after that. So things really started to pick up in a sense from right from the gate, which I'm very thankful for and lucky for. But hey, man, you know, when you're the epitome of a professional wrestler, it's only a matter of time, brother. You know what I mean?
0: The epitome of a professional wrestler. Hey, yeah, you, you might just start be. start saying
1: that when you start saying my name, too. Uh-
0: Hey, maybe I should have, yeah. We'll have to do this intro again for the third time. (laughs) But uh, so with just not so much time at all, you're already on an Evolve card. Uh, Dare I ask, was that an Evolve that was on the WWE Network?
1: Oh my God! You could watch me. I don't know the price anymore because they got the the new. Oh <laughs> deal hey, going it's
0: on. only nine ninety nine. After that, you're 4 right. for four ninety nine in about a month. So
1: you're right, it's getting yes, even cheaper. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, you could see. Actually, it's really cool, man. Like in all seriousness, it's really cool because um when I when I did the evolved tryout, uh, Tommaso Champo was there and stuff, and he was like, "How old are you?" and all this, and he really put me over. Uh, and to Gabe and Kurt really put me, Kurt Stallion really put me over to Gabe. And then uh, I was able to debut in Detroit, you know, like right in my, like 15 minutes from like my parents' house. It was really cool, man. And you could see that I have that memory in the vault of WWE, you know, and that's really cool.
0: Whenever, that is, that's incredibly cool. And to, to work on a card that early in your career that has good production, I mean, that can't be understated. And right. at, at working as a ring announcer myself, after a while, you gotta learn to kind of pick and choose, at least from my vantage point, uh, what events you're gonna work, because um, you know anybody can run an event, but one that will get you some good promotional photography, that's what you wanna work, you know? Uh, right, right. How did you network this quickly to work at all of these very special companies? For those who don't know, AAW, uh, in Chicago is one of the tent poles of the independent scene. Um, it's really where you want to be in the Midwest. Right. Uh, how, how did, how did this come about?
1: Um, you know, when, I, when it comes to, uh, I take the risks, you know, and that maybe I'm not, I'm not going to diss anybody saying, oh, nobody takes risks anymore. Everybody takes risks in this business. Everybody works hard, but, uh, I'll say for me I took the risk which I put myself out there I wasn't afraid to not get a booking I flew myself out to Florida to do this evolve tryout, their their camp their seminar so I always knew I was like I have something but it's all about getting the right eyes on me and mm-hmm. uh, you know I have you know Jake something's my trainer so I have good people to vouch for me but I could also back that up so it was all about like as far as connections I just knew I wanted, I knew the people that I had to showcase myself to, and I just made made sure I got myself there. And it did take some time. You ate, you eat crap a little bit. And, but if you can go through that, and if they see something in you, it will happen, you know?
0: Where exactly did you, uh, train, uh, to be a wrestler initially?
1: So I initially, it, it's, uh, I initially went to this very local school in Flint, um, and then, uh, right after there, I met, uh, someone who knew, uh, Jake and then, but after that, uh, I met Jake, he kind of directed me to Can-Am a little bit. So that's Scott DeMorris school in Canada. Um, I did a little bit of work there, um, did for maybe stayed about like a month or two. Uh, sometimes a little more on and off. And then I really uh, went on the road with Jake and went in the ring with Jake. And that's when I really started to figure out who I am in my craft and stuff. So, you know, those schools taught me how to bump, but Jake, not only, he's helping me find who I am every day, you know, and he's helped me molding me the character that I am today. And uh, I'm very thankful for him and Rohit, you know, Rohit when it comes to promos and everything. I'm learning as I go, man. I'm learning the most with who I'm friends with, it's very hard not to learn. So no matter what school, what they have to offer, I am getting the most education just because of my friends, you know?
0: And that's one of the most important things about taking, uh, out of town bookings regularly is those car rides and right. the training that happens, uh, along the highways is just the, the knowledge that you can absorb is invaluable.
1: Right. Absolutely, man. I, I, I I thank those guys so much, and I know I have the potential to be great, but they see that too and they're helping me get there.
0: I think for a lot of our listeners, the most relevant timeline of the career of Karam is in the past year or so. And boy oh boy, what a year it's been. Just a year into your career, we get hit with this once in a century pandemic. And almost everything shuts down and truly everything did shut down, uh, across the board for about a month and a half. Uh, so with the pandemic right before the pandemic, it was March 1st, 2020, the third anniversary of Glory Pro Wrestling here in Collinsville in the greater St. Louis area. And you came out and you challenged Kevin Lee Davidson to a fight at the show and, uh, Kevin tried to take you up on that offer. It would appear he was uh, had just been thro- thrown through a flaming table by Nick Gage. For those of you with short memories, uh, he was a little worse for wear. But you called him out that day. Um, that hasn't really materialized yet—a fight between you two. But what was going through your head just about a year ago, almost to the day? Boy.
1: You know, I think it's important for the the fans to know that before that, in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, he was holding that uh, tournament for his father.
0: The David Lee Memorial. uh,
1: Yes. And, you know, like Kevin, he likes to make everything about him and his family. And, you know, he likes to bring his friends in there like the big dog that he is. And, you know, I wanted to make a statement. So after he won his dad's memorial tournament, I went in there and I, I beat the crap out of him with a steel chair, man. <laughs> I whipped his ass. And uh, to this day, he still had done nothing about it. And you say, oh, he tried, you know, after his bedroom engaged, he tried. Hey, man, it looks like he didn't try hard enough because he still didn't lay a finger on me. So what did I do? You know, he started to ignore me. He started to ban me from his new show, WrestleMax. And it didn't work. He's a coward, I went through a security, the fans didn't want me there, I was still there, and I offered the fight, and I finally got that coward to hit me. And look, I'm still here, but hey, at least now, he's paying attention to me, right?
0: Ooh, I'm not really sure where to, there's a few things I wanna address right there. Uh, first of all, I mean, come on Karim, the, the David Lee Memorial Tournament, uh, everybody knows that Kevin's dad was uh, influential to him, uh, very important person in his life, Uh, he won the tournament, but it was a, it was a big tournament. Like we had some names in it. Myron Reed and KLD really shook things up in the finale. It was a, it was a great event. Sure. Um, Sure. I I don't.
1: But what do you remember? What do you remember, bro? What do you, what's the last thing you see? What's the last, me, me.
0: Well, and before it was you, it was him with his arm raised, but yes, it was you. uh, That's right. Running out to attack him, um, in Afton where, by the way, uh, Afton is Kevin's hometown and uh-huh. he brought out hundreds of people pre-COVID uh-huh. to see this event. I mean, he he was the chief ticket seller. I, mean, I don't know what else to say.
1: Uh, right. So as the star that I am, I go for the guy, you know, who puts himself on top. Let's be real. Kelly puts himself where he is. You know, this is he, he likes to show this genuine side. Oh, look at all these people. Look at me uh, when he's like I told him. The last time I saw him, he's a pile of trash, man. You know, you could try to convince yeah, he brought all these people, it's for his fathers. It's all about him, man. It's all about that, and I wanted to show that. And I wanted to point it out, and I wanted to beat his ass in front of all the people that looked up to him to show him that he is absolutely nothing. That's him, man, it's not about his dad, it's not about any of that, whatever. Boo hoo, rest in peace, whatever, cool. But hey, this is about me, bro. And if he's the top guy, that's who I go for. I want his spot. No matter how he gets there, no matter how anybody gets there, that's the spot that I need to take.
0: You mentioned that you had been banned from the new company that Kevin ran. Uh, Kevin runs, WrestleMax STL, which um, I'm not saying it's not true, but it was news to me. And I, I wanna address that here more chronologically as we move along this timeline. Um, we might be learning some new stuff here. So uh, the pandemic hit, everything shut down um, and, so did every worker and every wrestler's career uh, temporarily. What was going through your mind when everything shut down? And did you try to work shows in the interim?
1: Um, you know, an issue when the pandemic happened. You know, I, I know I was booked to fight KLD. That didn't happen. I'm sure he was happy about that. But look, man, if things are closed, what do I do? I go back in my cave and I train and I work hard, man. That's what stars do. Uh, And that's what I do. So that's what I did. I took, I didn't take it as, oh, this is time off. I tell you, well, I got to come back better because it's just going to be harder to get spots, you know, and uh, that's just how I viewed it. And uh, I took it one day at a time. And uh, honestly, you know, um, and as you can see, like with my tag partner, Rohit, he really made the pandemic work in in his favor too. Got in really a lot better shape. And that's what all we did. So we really just took it as well. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Let's take it day by day and just hope to get better. And uh, that, that that's pretty much it, man. With with stuff with a pandemic like that, you can't really, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I just took it as, well, if we got to fight tomorrow, we got to be ready. And that's that.
0: You were one of the talent who was, uh, who was wrestling on AAW's Uh, closed door cards, behind closed doors. There were three of them, I think, and they showed them on Fight TV. And this is pretty unique uh, on the independent scene because a lot of these independent companies, they don't have television and they're not streaming, so why wrestle in front of nobody? AEW is one of the rare exceptions. (laughs) What was it like wrestling, AEW, those few uh, wrestling events without any crowd in attendance? Must have been bizarre. Um,
1: honestly, at first it's it's nerve-wracking because it takes away an element of the art, you know? And um you're just like, okay, well, and for me, I'm a guy that likes to break the fourth wall in a sense and really have the crowd involved. And when you don't have that part of the magic, it's really hard to get that full storytelling aspect of things. But you know, we do what we do and the thing that I learned in theater is that, you know, you're not always gonna have the best crowd. They're not always gonna react. And sometimes you're not always gonna have the biggest crowd. And um, and it's up to us to sh- as as actors and as performers to really, okay, this will help us take us to the next level. Even though it's a challenge, it will help take us to the next level. Did it suck? Was it not as fun? Um, it wasn't as fun, but I was thankful to still be one of the few that was able to work. Um, but it definitely uh, created an element like, okay, this is this might be happening for a while so let's try to get good at it and we focus on cameras and we focus on hard cam and all this stuff that they always tell us to focus on but now it's, this is the only thing that could really get our face seen so it was really that just kind of okay less fans more camera work and going from there
0: kind of a, some poignant statements you made there um yeah it 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 is funny because i've worked on so many independent events where they're like guys here is the hard camera face this way if you're going to put a chin lock on someone face them this way and really pull back on them you know Uh, and 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 sometimes they do sometimes they don't uh what what a positive a rare positive to take out of this situation um Working the hard cam, as they say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. right. Uh, yeah. You got to look at the positive sometimes. You know, there's not much else to do.
1: Yeah, to st- yeah. If you think about it, we've been like doing this for like a year now, man. So it's Jeez, like, man. hey, we might be doing this for another like year with limited capacity. So oh. we have to, you know, yeah. I know. I know. But, we, you know, we never know
0: you participated in a a pretty interesting concept to start 2021 game changer wrestling had a 24 hour streaming event on youtube called fight forever and it seemed like they were fighting forever and glory pro wrestling had three matches had its own little portion of the event at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I believe. And you were <laughs> uh, a part of that. Uh, tell us yes. about your experience. Was it cold? What, what is that? Was that a warehouse you guys were wrestling in? It, it looked like everyone was cold. What was it? It was please?
1: freezing, man. <laughs> I
0: was like, the ring announcer is wearing a winter jacket, and this is not a good sign.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, well, I can't wrestle in a shirt because literally my buddy is, not having your shirt that's literally all i got so right. <laughs> um but, but uh yeah it was a cool experience i was really bummed because we were me and uh, uh Rohit were supposed to work with the besties and uh one got hurt at work and uh so we didn't really have to get i really wanted to showcase what we can do as a tag especially with them you know someone who's very you know and a figures in the midwest you know let's be real everyone knows who the besties are so um it was just like okay i want to showcase what i can do with people that can go and uh unfortunately that didn't happen i got to work with juicy fatu you know i think he's been in the business as long as i was and uh you know, the match was uh, was what it was. It was good, and uh, it was a learning experience, and that guy is awesome, super nice guy, super humble, and it was all around a great experience. So I have no negative uh, things to say about that, man, but I'm glad that I was able to work at a place that was that's very relevant right now today, especially with the pandemic and stuff, and that um, Dan the Dad uh, believed in me to put me on the card with with, you know, one of the biggest shows of the year. So uh, I'm, I'm thankful for it, man. And yes, it was really cold. We got through it. I was tired, but hey, uh, it was fun. So I hope to do something like that again.
0: I, I got to ask you, you weren't at the venue for 24 hours, right? Like they cycled the talent. Oh, no, man. I, no okay. way. <laughs> I thought so. Just wanted to make sure.
1: Yeah, no way. No way.
0: <laughs> so uh, with, in, during the pandemic, it, man, we a lot has happened, even though there have been too many shows. Uh, we saw... KLD leave Glory Pro and a from his managerial um, perspective and he starts up WrestleMax STL dan the dad danny adams is still running glory pro and actually glory pro has some big news ahead of it i don't know if you saw on social media but glory pro is going to be running a real gem here in the city of st louis the south broadway athletic club starting on april 17th i don't know if they're yeah. i don't think they're running monthly or anything and guess but...
1: what you're gonna see the epitome of a professional wrestler there april well 17th. you heard it first you heard first here here right here
0: do you have an opponent yet
1: uh, you know, I do, but I'm going to wait for that announcement. Uh, you know, I'm going to respect Glory Pro and have them make the announcement. So uh, so that's that.
0: <laughs> you know, I got to say, I'm really excited about that event. And it's even better uh, that you're going to be there, Carm, in my opinion. Um, Thank you. You know, in a wrestling capacity, um, you know, it's it's good to have something planned and not something that is um, a surprise, whether pleasant or unpleasant. Um, on other shows, but the South Broadway Athletic Club is a beautiful venue, very historic, and has had wrestling there for about half a century. So we're looking forward to that very much. Yes. Yes. What would you say uh, your career highlights are thus far? I mean, we're only two years in, and one of year has been affected by the pandemic. But, but what has been your biggest achievement thus far?
1: Um. So there's a few. Um and it really sums up my career, man. I'm very thankful for where ha- my career has taken me so far. Um, right off the bat was um, getting on Evolve. Um, you know, six months into my career, at uh, uh you know, at such a young age, and, and um, and right after that, um, on one, one of the you know the biggest shows in the Midwest was Glory Pro and AAW. Those were the those were the goals for me when i was breaking in those were where i wanted to be and i'm there and i'm very happy to like be able you know i main evented aaw a few months back and that was so surreal to me because i remember coming as a fan and seeing the young bucks there and everyone going nuts and just crazy and i was like this is i want to headline this place and uh, i i got to main event it with uh jake uh uh, Rohit and uh, Mans Warner in one, of, in one of their shows, and that, that was so surreal to me. That was an awesome goal of mine. Um, you know, and Glory Pro, you know, believing me too, and now giving me a chance to showcase what I got, you know, and I'm a little more mature for that now. Izzo being so green, more mature to like, like, do Glory Pro and work with all the talented people that they bring in. I think I can handle my own a lot more now. Um, and yeah, man, it's really those three that really, uh, and then Kevin's, uh, you know, uh, wrestle max, you know, even though he didn't want me there, I had to show up there because I knew that was a place to be. I know, uh, you know, as much as I don't like Kevin, um, I am aware that he's very passionate about what he does, and I knew that show was going to be magic. But it was only going to be magic if the epitome of a professional wrestler was going to be there. All right, so he can, you know. I know he tried to ban me, but he'll thank me later down the line, maybe like ten years. Maybe not. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh, I would wager probably not. Uh, and <laughs> it, it, this sh- the show wasn't streamed. It was unfortunately it was just for the house. The the uh, over about a hundred people that were there, and uh, yeah. we were in a little bit of shock silence. Uh, you know, I, first of all, I mean, Rohit shows up at the top of the the event. It, it totally Wait. upstages my entrance, Karam I don't know if you saw that or not, but I was being well, don't introduced. Don't be a coward.
1: Don't be a coward. So that he won't.
0: <laughs> hey, so so. I'm no, I'm no stranger to surprises, but I think, I think the one that really took everybody uh, by surprise, uh, near the end, whenever KLD and Mike Outlaw, true, truly two of St. Louis's best, uh, went at it, and Mike defeated Kevin, too. I mentioned qualify for this year's David Lee Memorial Tournament. Uh, KLD, as of this point, is not in that event. I don't know that he's going to be. It doesn't look like it. But uh, Mike wins. And uh, Kevin's waving to the crowd, and uh, and here you come through, it, it looks like from, I guess you took the mic from uh, the audio booth, is that right? How'd you get into the venue, Karam?
1: <laughs> hey, bro, all you gotta know is I was there. You know, you don't gotta know how oh, I got I know there. It. You know, hey, I've just, I made a fool of their security, so, you know, maybe I had to, like, get through them a little bit, but, you know, I made my way to say what I needed to say.
0: So you insulted Kevin, you insulted security, you yep. brought up Kevin's fiance, which is yeah. basically asking for a fight. You were there for a fight, car am I, am I wrong?
1: Yes. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on, man. Dude, what kind of man like I, I I whooped his ass the last time we were in Missouri. Not at WrestleMax at Glory, but I whooped his ass. And that he never laid a finger on me. And the best, the thing, the best thing he thinks he could do is ban me, not want to see me. That's the coward that you cheer for. No, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna show you. If he wants to be the man that he claims to be, then come here and punch me in the face. I did. He did exactly what I wanted him to do. And if you see that pull apart, if you see that, oh, that vicious fight that me and him had, I was screaming, "Fight me! Fight me!" Fight me because that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, I had, I broke him. I broke him, and I got him to lay the first hand on me. And now we're gonna go. Hey, whatever he wants to fight, I'm ready whenever it is. So we'll see. You know, I don't know if it'll be April third. You know, I got other obligations to do. You know, because I am the superstar that I am. But you know, I'll make it a point to come back because I got a fight waiting for me.
0: There's several different angles for those of you who weren't there on uh, Twitter. I saw, um, probably other. Uh, platforms as well that show this pull apart brawl that happened when Karam and KLD uh, were battling outside the ring around the guardrail at red flag. Um, I think it's important to see uh, Sean O'Brien, the referee in the area. He has uh, I think he has it on his account. He got nailed in the head by KLD's arm. (laughs) Uh, Really, really guys, uh, you should check this out. Um, But you were trespassing, Karm, Is that accurate? I mean, you you yeah. asked him for a fight. He barred you from the venue, or he he just not book you from the ve- book you at the event, and you were mad I about it. I wasn't
1: allowed to be there. I was a threat to the show. They did not want me to be there, but I showed up anyways because that's what I do. You don't tell me what to do. That's just it. Uh, uh, you banned me, and you you sure as hell I'm gonna be there. I'll show Have you, you sh- exactly why you banned me
0: have I mean so you were ejected from the venue and I'm, yes. I'm sure that security made sure you didn't get back in I didn't see you again uh, have you talked with Kevin since that event it, it, uh, it, he I,
1: tried I, calling me out on Twitter like the little coward that he is you know he has my phone number you know we weren't always like he has my he could have called me but you no know, so he's like hey man uh let's fight let's fight uh, I mean, he wants to make a tweet well, we're gonna fight April 3rd oh so now you want to fight now it's on your time you know what dude no we're not going to fight April 3rd. Well, we're going to wait and see because I want you to I want you to think about it. Wait, you're turning down a fight.
0: About- you're turning down the fight on April 3rd at Episode 2, WrestleMax.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm turning it down. Oh, 100%. Turning it down. You want to know why? Because we fight on my terms now. I told him to fight me I, every time. Calling him out, calling him out. Who's like, you'll never be there. You'll never be there. Now he wants me there. Dude, I elevate him. You hear me? Hey, hey, hey. I elevate Kevin, it's not the other way around. So if he wants to fight, he's got to wait till the superstar is ready. Yeah, I'm turning it down, bro.
0: Well, it sounds like you guys might need a mediator, or else this is going to turn into Mayweather-Pacquiao uh, from <laughs> several years back. Um, personally, I, I would like to see a, a sanctioned fight or a, a match between you two. I don't know if that can happen in this environment, unfortunately, but I, I would. Uh, vouch for either one of you to take the match if the opportunity arises. Well that's just my opinion.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is that a ref's gonna be there for no reason if they want it like that, bro. You know, I got I got a lot of I got a lot of steam to let out on that dude. A lot. It goes deeper than that, man. It goes deeper than disson his family, dissing and his fiance. It goes deeper than that. I got a problem with the man himself, the man that he claims to be. So that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna show. That's what I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show the problem I have with him.
0: Well, I, uh, I would like to see it, and hopefully we will see it in some capacity in uh, hopefully St. Louis, maybe Chicago, Detroit, um, if it can happen. Uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, we're talking about, you mentioned goals, and I like to explore goals uh, both long-term. Of course, everybody says, oh, they want to make a, a living doing wrestling. Uh, that's the dream. But as far as... Uh, a stepping stone uh, steps of goals you take what's your next goal that you want to achieve in the wrestling business
1: you know what man um like i said i really like how my career is going and the way the climate is right now um it's really taking it one day at a time because you see there's just people getting swept up left and right it's really just like hey, let's see if I can showcase like that and see where that takes me. I don't have a specific place I want to go. I'm so young in my career that like anywhere that I sign or anywhere that I go, I know that I'll grow because the talent, the talent right now who are signed, there's a reason why they are signed. You know, they're good. So I just really, it's just, I want to go anywhere where people are good and where I will learn. And right now I think I'm at places where I'm doing that. So, uh, right now, like I said, taking it one day at a time and, and we'll see where that goes
0: wise words hey how about kurt stallion uh for the nxt cruiserweight championship against uh santos escobar that was pretty cool watching him on tv Dude, it was
1: awesome it's funny you said that because i was just watching that like this morning catching up on it and uh i do want to say like uh you know kurt really helped me to revolve he's the one that really he was like hey man you do the tryout you're gonna get you're gonna get on you know he really pushed me to believe in myself and uh, he really put me over with Gabe and uh, we're friends to this day and uh, I really appreciate the guy and all the advice that he gives me man uh, I'm, I'm so happy because if there's anyone who, who I'm really really happy for I'm really happy for Kurt because that guy's money you know so
0: and yeah really the, thankful
1: to have in my life.
0: he's always one of the guys in, in behind the curtain who's always the most pleasant to be around uh, I always really liked working events with him. Uh, I guess I guess we got to get to WWE now, Karam, to work with Kurt again. You know, it's the right yeah, way. I, you
1: know, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I hope that's in my future. Um, obviously, that's the place to be always. But like I said, if a direction takes me somewhere else, then uh, that's cool too, man.
0: To wrap it up today, or start to wrap it up, I want to go through a segment that we've been proposing to all of the other talent on this show. I want to know your wrestling horror story. Karam, I want to know the scariest, the saddest, the baddest, the maddest moment, the wrestling horror story. What do you have for us here today?
1: Man, you know, I don't have, like, this crazy one, but I remember it was one of my, like, first shows out of state, and it was this really big name from back in the day he was just doing one of those more local shows. He's a little older, and uh, I think you might see him on one of the the bigger shows now. I don't know what he's. he's Are doing we protecting exactly. the
0: innocent here? We're protecting the uh, innocent. Okay,
1: all right. All right. <laughs> I'll give you a pass. So, um, but I remember <laughs> that during this guy's match, I think the ref was really new. I don't know what it was or what he was thinking. But there were like three minutes of the batch or four minutes. Of the Keep in mind, this guy was like a big name, you know, uh, four minutes of the batch. And then they get to like, uh, you know, a pin that's supposed to, you know, maybe he should kick out. The ref counts to three and then he kicks out and then there was a little pause. And then the ref could easily just be like, nope, two, whatever. But he just he goes, that's it. Ring the bell. And we're like, oh, no, Did he... I'm like, really do, but I do. You don't do that. right? <laughs> so um, he, we get to the back and, you know, it's quiet. The dude, the, the guy, with the, the bigger name guy, he's sitting in the back and he's quiet, you know, taking off his wrist tape, whatever. And then uh, the is are sitting there, you know, he doesn't know how to bring it up. And, uh, you know, he asked the ref, he was like, so uh, what happened, man? Uh, what, what, what went on? And the guy, and the ref, <laughs> the ref goes, he goes, well, uh, I counted to three, I couldn't afford to look weak, so I rang the bell. <laughs> the dang, ref dang. said he couldn't afford to look weak, so he ran the bell. And obviously, this triggered the dude. But I didn't think that he was gonna react the way that he did. He this goes, triggered so the veteran. Me... Okay, wait, am I, allowed to, am I allowed to swear on this?
0: yeah we'll take it out later if you aren't
1: okay yeah bleep it out but uh <laughs> he goes so you make me look weak motherfucker you make me look weak motherfucker i should beat your ass right now you fucking bitch Da-da-da-da going on and on like for fucking 10 minutes just tear this guy apart like i thought for sure this round and i was like and this guy's like the baby face bro like uh-huh. the baby face you know what i mean i was like oh my god he's ripping him apart and then the pro was like yeah man uh I don't think you have a future in this. I think you're done. And the, the rep just goes, well, I appreciate you guys uh, having me here. And the guy who goes, like the guy with the bigger name goes, oh, fuck you, man. And then he just fucking went out. And that was it.
0: God, I appreciate yeah, you guys having brutal, me. That's like, a,
1: it was so brutal.
0: It sounds <laughs> like a, the ending of a, a scene from a sitcom or something. Like, I appreciate you guys having me here. Oh, well, <laughs> it just heads on down the dusty trail. Um, yeah that's that's wild I've, I've seen a, 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 a seen a couple of situations like that before too um yeah always awkward yeah it's like dude, h- hey. I, I didn't
1: know what to do because like I said man like baby face of the of like the <laughs> decade man And then <laughs> I, I was like home oh my gosh I did not know that was there so
0: the referee should have been like I strongly have called this just a two just a two count.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And what I is, mean, shame about the ref is I, well, I couldn't afford to look weak. Uh-huh. Like, oh, dude, come on, come on, <laughs> whatever.
0: Well, uh, I thank you very much for sharing your wrestling horror story, Karam. I hope it's, it was good enough. Uh, well, you know, I hope it is too. You know, it's, uh, sometimes yeah. these these stories are they're, they're 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 just not edgy enough, or they're just too edgy, and then people say, "Hey, we got to cut it from the show." But you know what? We protected the innocent here. And you got your yeah. story, and we appreciate it. And I think, <laughs> no I think we're going to run it. I don't
1: think it's harmful, uh, so. <laughs>
0: no. Well, I think we'll run it. Hey, um, th- thanks so much for joining us here today on the podcast. Uh, how can fans follow you uh, all across social media? Uh, what do you got? You have, you have merch, you have the Instagram. What do you have for us?
1: yeah man you know you can follow me on instagram and i i really put uh, right now i put just like limited uh merch you know pre-order sales and stuff just the way the climate is right now but um you can uh find me on twitter at uh at karam pro underscore and then you can find me um on instagram at uh just uh alami and this is my last name so k-a-r-a-m-a-l-a-m-e and you'll find me right away
0: Well, that's just tremendous, Karim. Thanks for for joining us here today. If you're interested in more the Grandel Wrestling Podcast, you know, we're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at Grandel Wrestling and on Twitter at Grandel Wrestle. My name is Ben Simon. I'm on Twitter too. You know, Sometimes at the Ben Simon, and you can uh, you can listen to our show every couple of weeks uh, uh, on all platforms. Like I said, today's show was engineered by Ryan Torpia. The producer is Joey O'Farrell. And for the last time today, I say my name is Ben Simon. Until next time on the Grandel Wrestling Podcast. So long from the Show Me State.